remember that skinny Italian youth that used to play for Man United? No, no. I Looked don't. like you could knock him out with a jab. No, is that the only player we got for forty-one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's 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 desperate. <laughs> Are we cancelling it? Are we sort of running out of players? Can- cancel now? culture for forty-one. <laughs> oh, it's mad! It's mad. Episode forty-one. I feel we- <laughs> we'll try and come up with a better player, innit? Yeah, it's beer <laughs> rap and banter. <laughs> Yo, what's good? It's your boys. Shit, I don't even got a one-two for today, you know. We ain't got a player, we ain't got a one-two. We, hey, we're slipping, man. Uh, the one-two, uh, Badil and Skinner. We've done that. Uh, Wright and Burkamp. Petit and Vieira. Ooh! Classic. Episode Classic. 41 of Beer, Rap and Banner. I'm your host, English. I'm your host, Cal. Serious. Don't forget, you can hit us up at, at Keep Spudding Me, Keep Spudding Me. Yeah, keep man, that yeah, energy, man, keep yeah, that man, energy. Yeah, Listeners, yeah, at yeah, Beer Rap Bants, at Beer Rap Bants on all social medias. Beer, beer Rap and Banter at gmail.com on the email too if you want to hit us up. And we're still spudding each other. Yep. Um, just Google Beer Rap and Banner. We're on every platform, most platforms, and go subscribe. And please just do us one thing. Just do one thing. Just go tell someone to go tell someone to go tell someone. I like that. Yeah? Yeah, man. Because I think everyone... Like, yeah, it helps, man. Keeps, I'm feeling your energy, man. Well, keep spotting keep yeah. me. Keep spotting me. Boom, 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 we're gonna boom, We're going to start a fire with all this friction pause. <laughs> <laughs> you just... Oh, 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 I needed to turn my phone on. That's why I stopped spotting you. But yeah, oh, if everyone just goes God, to... Yeah. Just beg your listeners. Thanks for, thanks for supporting. Subscribe on whatever uh, podcast platform and just tell someone and then each one teach one and that's how we grow. Um... It's episode 41, like I said, on a quick one. Cal, how you doing, brother? Tell a friend to tell a friend. Hey, listen, I'm not doing too bad, man. Uh, it's a different kind of recording setup we got going on right now, a bit more cash. Yeah, it's um, um midweek, man. It feels feels special. Feels different. Something so special. Um, well, I don't want to go into that chamber, actually. That's that's getting a bit erotic. <laughs> nah, well, it's not erotic, man. It's, it's normal. Um, I'm going to open this. I'm going to open this South Korean beer. I've got red ale with buckwheat. Ooh. Uh, basically, underlying nutty spiciness from the addition of buckwheat and sweet caramel malts forms the base of this beer that boasts fresh citrus and piney hops, aromatic from the cracking combo of Simcoe Citra and Mosaic. Uh, American-style red with a distinctly Korean feel. So I'm going mm. with a South Korean flavour. Here we go. I hope I don't get it all over okay, the Okay, sounds the interesting. Sofa. Sounds interesting. Cheers. I've got my glass right here. Yeah. Let me get some of that. So as you may or may not know, we often uh, try certain beers and ales from all over the world, all over the country. Um, and it's a bit heavy, top heavy on that one. Sorry, man. So give it a taste. Whatever you're listening to, the whatever size you're drinking. Of the head he's poured in here. Fucking hell. You're on profesh, bruv. If I wanted some head. Oh. <laughs> pause. Anyway, <laughs> cheers. Cheers. Let's try this. Not bad. Very hoppy. Mm. Red L with buckwheat. Big up the South Koreans, whatever you're drinking. Mm. You need to take your mind off being neighbours with North Korea, I suppose. So That's an interesting taste. Yeah, man. I'm going to top it up. So we kickstart this episode. Should we just go straight in? Yeah, let's go. What do you want to talk about? You want to talk about... Um, M- actually, I kind of want you to taste this uh, marijuana tea. Oh, I'm going to drink here. the marijuana tea in a minute. Yeah. Right, I'm gonna drink right. this beer and then I'm gonna I'm gonna drink on the marijuana tea. So Mary de Juana. Um, oh, I just took bear of that. I need to give you a bit more. Um, should we kickstart Michael Jackson? Shit, let's get it out of the way. 
So, Leaving Neverland, and you a watched documentary it. on Michael Jackson and what happened with some of the little boys that were going to Neverland. I, I watched like the first half of the first half. So we got up to the bit where I think there's a third kid starting to tell his story. The kid from Australia? Yes. The second kid, yeah. So I've seen the first the first kid and I've seen the second kid and it's just got to the point where the third kid started. And to be honest with you, I don't know if I want to watch anymore. Um, I didn't think it was as disturbing as the R. Kelly documentary. I thought that was that was deep. This was obviously deep as well. This was as deep, man. I mean, you can't. I, 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 it, what was weird for me was the way they've the way they've created this. They made it magical, like they had all this music playing, and then they've got these sweeping shots, like the drone shots, or from helicopters or something. Yeah, showing ranch, the whole yeah. Neverland Ranch. Well, he was he was a magical being. He was. You it, think you think of his powers that he had in the eighties and the seventies. He's. Yeah. I, I was saying this. Biggest, not, probably most famous person on the planet. Biggest pop time. star ever. I can't think. There's no one now that's even on his level of pop star. No. No, they and, don't do them like that no more. No, they don't. And and there's no one that has ever emulated that sort of level of just global stardom. And the way they were talking about him. So basically, um, Wade Robson and James Safechuck um, were the two young men being, you know, interviewed and spoken to along with his, his parents and some other people um, stayed with Michael Jackson over a long period of time. And the way they talked about him, like they were they were in love with him. They were infatuated with him. They and, were. It, and, it was like, and you was, know, it was like they were with someone who was larger than life. And I think one of them even said they kind of started to build up this fantasy that they would go off and be with Michael and it would be like a father and son relationship. Yeah, there's so many, there's so many weird dynamics to that. There was, they were like gay lovers there was the big brother, little brother. There was the father, son. There was this, this iconic sort of godlike man, um, who was who took them under the wing, who coaxed the parents, who almost like a king and a peasant kind of relationship. Like whatever the king asks of me, I must do it. Yeah, and the family were just yeah, whatever. It's just there's money involved. Um, <sighs> Real, see, I haven't heard too much from the family yet from what I've watched. I think a couple, I think the dad's committed suicide, like <laughs> down the line. And it's not, I don't know what, I don't know the ins and outs there. But this, I mean, this, this, these stories and these allegations have been going on for a long, long time. I think it's deep. Like, just to finish what I was saying earlier, like, it started off seeming like really nice the way they're telling their story and they're talking about how magical the place was and then you're hearing this music and you're <laughs> seeing these pictures of you know how beautiful the beautiful cinematography and then the story just turns and it gets all dark and do you think oh. they were telling the truth because some people feel one of them was telling the truth that the other guy wasn't telling the truth they feel this, that this, they were paid off so if if can you believe what they say? Because they were paid off originally. So could they just be getting paid to so say another story? So from what I've seen, there were similarities in the accounts of both of the boys that I saw, right? Yeah. Or both of the men telling what happened to them as boys in Neverland. Mm. Now, obviously that could be a thing where someone sat down with them and said, okay, let's write this. Like there could be a writer sitting there saying, let's write this. How did it feel? What did he do? Okay, add, maybe he did something with his nipples and add something he asked you to do and then that same writer is sitting down with all of them and getting them to say the same shit. So it, 
it could be something that they've been coerced to say, something yeah. they've been coerced to do. It could be just so happens that they've all had exactly the same experience. Well, there's been a lot of allegations from, from different type of people. So where there's smoke, there's fire. If you're paying off people, like why is he paying? He's paid off these some of these people in the past a lot of money. Um, and, you know, it's just disturbing. It's just disturbing. The thing about paying people off is you might not be guilty and still pay someone off. Like you might have so much money. You might have, say like, if someone was causing you problems, creating fake accounts, like trolling you on social media, and mm. you're like, oh, I've had enough of this. And then they're saying, look, just give me a hundred pound and I'll stop. You might just think, fuck it, I'll PayPal you a hundred pound and then be done with it. No, but I hear you, I hear you, I hear you. But that's sort of like, not necessarily blackmailing you, but but um, what's the word? Pestering you and, and doing all this stuff online. But we're talking about sexual harassment cases of young children, of of, of boys. But you're saying people have been paid off. Parents have been paid off. Yeah, the, one of the one of the guys was paid off. So right? how do you know it wasn't false allegations? Like, and just sort of pestering him, saying, so we want I the money, think... we want the money, we or we're going to go to the so papers. I and think... he's like, all right, fuck it, just take 100 bags. I've got how many million? There's like 23 million or 35 million. It's <laughs> more than 100 bags. But then if it's not true, then you're going to fight it, really. If you're really adamant that you did nothing other than sleep with these boys in the bed... Let's just say, at, let's say at a minimum, he slept with these boys in the bed. At a minimum. Yeah? Yeah. Which seems to be a, a current trend with him and a lot of people. Even Macaulay Colgan was saying, yeah, we like jammed in the bed together, but it was not sexual. So even at a minimum, you're in the bed with these children. You, you're, you're obviously fighting something or saying, nah, I didn't do something. You're paying off like the hush money is to, to make it all go away. Otherwise, you'd fight it. You have enough money. You're Michael Jackson. You can get the best lawyers and, and team, whatever, to be like, no, I adamantly did not touch these kids. I didn't do nothing sexual, blah, 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 blah. Like, they're out to get me and just fight case after case after case. Like Real talk, it's all a bit mad. Yeah. Like, even my blood relation, like, nephews and nieces and stuff, when we've had sleepovers, I ain't sleeping in the same bed with them. No. But it's like, it was a different time. So, and with, from what the parents were saying, you know, you would never have thought, you know, you would never thought anything untoward would happen or, but to be honest, I just think it's weird. Like, I just think everything about it is weird. And he's dead as well. He can't even defend, defend himself. himself. But even then he defend himself and they still were out to get him. I don't think it's necessarily a sign of the times because in any, any um, decade, that is, that is funky, man. Like you, as parents... You're not going to let any... Well, you shouldn't be letting anyone sleep in your bed. And like we said in the last episode about parents, make sure you know where... Oh, this um, is a chance. No, Juve, Juve, dead. Um, parents, you should know what your kids are doing, even if it's with family, even if it's live with loved ones. Like, they trusted Michael Jackson differently, regardless if he was, like, the greatest entertainer of all time, mm. the king of pop. Like, they, they, they saw him as family and they... They let their guard down and then he did whatever he did. And then this is more to the, this is another point as well, Kyle, yeah? Allegedly. Bro, get out of here, allegedly. <laughs> it's bro, alleged, allegedly, it's my, allegedly. my backside, bro. Man, man, man's house got raided and they found bare kiddie porn and magazines. He's, you know, it's ongoing, ongoing, ongoing. This has been going on for a long time, allegedly, my bum. So even if he's innocent in a court of law, that's don't still don't still don't mean you're innocent. Look at look at um, what's his name? O.J. Simpson, yeah. guilty as hell. 
Look at uh, R. Kelly, which we'll talk about in a sec with the interview. Guilty as hell. And in America, bruv, you can get you can get paid off. Things can go. But what I was saying with the Michael Jackson thing is, is some of it psychological? Like maybe someone's saying he's maybe castrated and he wasn't sexual. And because he didn't really have a... a, a a proper childhood growing up. Yeah. Obviously he was abused by his dad and, and he didn't live a proper childhood because he was such a megastar. Was he developing late? Was he just playing with the kids innocently? Or maybe yeah, he could did... he have had like a, a mental age of a bit younger than his physical yeah, age? Yeah, physically, all those sort of medications you're taking for like the um, when he got burnt up, the vitiligo, whatever the pains he was having. You know, he can't be good in the head. I don't know, man. He's exploited. I felt a bit sorry for him at times, but this is, you know, but it's almost too little, too late because people knew about this for time. It's kind of, it's kind of fucked up, man. Um, there was a comedian that made a mad joke like years ago about how I can't remember. Maybe it was Cat Williams or something, but you know, like about how you you get certain things to attract women, right? Like if you're bringing a woman to your house, mm. you might have like some nice. Uh, perfume or you might have some flowers or yeah. you might have some R&B music playing like not because you want to chill to R&B but because the chicks like R&B you might have some Prosecco or some Malibu or back in the day you might have some Alizé remember the red Alizé you might have you might have something sweet that the women will like to drink mm. you know what's Michael got Michael lives in fucking Neverland toys he's got toys he's got cardboard cutouts of Peter Pan he was Peter Pan what to the kids. The actual... Yeah, Jesus juice. Sipping on that Jesus oh. juice. That's what I'm saying. Giving them drinks and saying, oh, yeah, it's okay. Just drink it. He's putting little quaaludes in the drinks. He was putting some something in the drinks, giving the kids booze and... Oh, oh, yeah, man, I, you know what? He's not alive. He can't defend himself, but it looks mad. If you guys want to watch it and make your own minds up, it's called Leaving Neverland. But to be honest with you, I don't think that's the only side of the story. That's like one piece of journalism. Yeah, of course. One side yeah, of, the story. of course. Yeah. Do you remember when Michael was alive? I'll never forget this. How Michael Bashir went to interview him, mm. and it seemed like it was going to be like a nice interview, but then Bashir just turned and like just the, the movie that they made. Yeah. Was so like damning. Oh, it was a proper stab you in the back type of. Um, yeah, but, film that they made. Yeah, of course. Cool I'll never forget that. The news. I'll never forget that, bro. Because at the time, I was a huge Michael Jackson fan. And I think this this type of thing now, to do it after he's dead, mm, it's, a, it's a bit deep, man. It's a bit deep. Ronaldo Hattrick, what did I, I say? I didn't like watching it. Ronaldo Hattrick, what did I say? He did say he was on a Hattrick. He's on a Hattrick. Odds on a Hattrick against Atletico Madrid, Champions League. I wonder what they were. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. It's but good yeah. odds in the Cheltenham Cup, though. Oh. That's it. Game over. Ronnie. Captain, greatest. In the old gold cup. It was the Cheltenham Festival today, bruv. Yeah? Yeah. A couple um, of horses running and did stuff. Did you put any bets down? I didn't. I thought about one. It was four to one. Yeah. I didn't put any money on and it bloody lost anyway. That's so. it. I think betting on horses is, is very hard, man. Like betting on football, you might have an odd chance here and there. Like odds on a Ronaldo hat-trick today. Odds on Arsenal beating Man United. Boy... Boys are back in town. The great boys result. Are back in town. Great result. Great result for football on the weekend. It was a great atmosphere. I managed to go. I was in the North Bank singing away. Um, what thought, song was you singing? Was, was you doing a 
What do you think of Tottenham? No, no, we didn't even sing. We didn't care about Tottenham. In fact, Tottenham didn't even, not even on our radars. What we sang was, we won the league in Manchester. We won the league in, in Manchester. Manchester. We won the league <laughs> at Old Trafford. We won the league in Manchester. We won the league. We won the league. We sang that bear. We sang like, you know, all the songs. The, the, the new, the hot song, Alexey Wobi Wobi. Alexey Wobi Wobi. Alexey Wobi Wobi. Alexey Wobi. Da 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 da. And he came on, <laughs> even though he didn't play the whole game. His song has got banter. But yeah, great result for Arsenal. Um, I didn't think necessarily that it was a fair reflection of the game. I was saying there, I felt, you know, Man United did have some better chances and we pushed our luck a bit defensively um, with Lukaku hitting the crossbar. Rashford missing a header and Lukaku missing another one in the second half. But we took the penalty. We took the, the Xhaka goal, which... That was a lovely goal. From what was that angle, like sitting yeah. there live watching So that? we was at the other end of the pitch and just as as he got the ball, you know the first chant he's going to be is, shoot. And as soon as he hit it, it just swerved. And it looked like De Gea had already made up his mind yeah. to go one way. And then the swerve on the ball uh, just wrong-footed him and it just went in. It's just one of those, you know, look, you, you've got the best goalie in the world. Um, arguably, I'd say the best goalie in the world, De Gea. Arguably, yeah. Yeah. No, I'd say it's facts. Some people say Jan. Some people say Jan Oblak is is, nah. is looking like number mm. one. I mean, he's got he's probably got a better defense behind him. Uh, okay. Well, not in a minute. <laughs> 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 not over an hour. They just pop three past him in it. But De Gea is this, yeah, this world class man. So, and then the penalty was soft. Super soft, but I'll take it. And then, Obama who? Obama what? Obama blood clot yang. <laughs> he stepped up. The balls he had to take the penalty. Um, the penalty was a bit funny as well. Like he did that funny little stutter step mm. and he curled his run and then he just put it down the middle really. But the balls he had to take it to win the game. Um, and then unfortunately, someone ran onto the pitch and got to the uh, got up to the uh, Man United players and he got he got jumped on quickly by the stewards and whisked away. That was disappointing that another fan got onto the pitch and ruined the game. Well, it didn't ruin the game, but that's going to take a lot of the headlines. And it's just, in this day and age, they're still letting fans jump over the barrier and get to players that near. Like that was I'd, dumb, wasn't it? Yeah, because the same thing happened to Jack Grealish as well in the in the Midlands derby. Big up the Birmingham City fans, the real Birmingham City fans, and big up the Aston Villa fans, because I know... But that one was savage, though. It's a savage derby. Because the guy ran onto the pitch in the Birmingham derby and sparked out a player. The Aston Villa captain. Sparked him. Yeah, he went down like a sack of spuds, mate. Wow. Yeah. And then, but all the other players gripped him up as well. So I thought that was good that they backed it. But that shouldn't be happening in the modern day. This shouldn't be happening anywhere. Like it's bad enough when you see it at Hackney Marshes where people mm. run on and start offering out the ref and each other. And it's not what you want to see Sunday league. That's why I sort of stopped Sunday league because of all the fighting and whatnot and all the, all the aggravation. But okay. at the highest level in the championship and the prem, you don't want to see players uh, being confronted by fans running on. Also happened in Scotland. What, all this happened on the weekend? Um, I didn't hear about Scotland. The Scotland one maybe was the week before, mm. I want to say, but it's happening and fans are getting coked up, drunk, yeah. running yeah. on. They should yeah. just be getting tackled and just brought down and just put in... I mean, if you as a steward, come on, man, you're not earning the most money in the world. Do you really want to run onto the pitch and have to wrestle some guy to the ground? 
Like there should be like a security sniper. There should or, be snipers like, in the you know in, what in, I mean? in the, the stadium. The students shouldn't have to do that. <laughs> Snipe man. Like you, do you know how much you'd have to pay me to do that? I want danger money for that. What if this guy's got a shank on him? You know what I mean? You ain't paying me enough to do that. <laughs> no. Well, you did secure. You did security, didn't you? But have yeah. you ever done stewarding? I've done stewarding, and it's like. You know what I mean? I, I, Whose who's responsibility is it? Who's really supposed to be tackling these, these pitch invaders to the ground? Because sometimes, yeah, you see players doing it, players taking it into their own hands, wrestling guys to the ground. You even mentioned before that when in the Birmingham derby, that guy, he sparked out Grealish, I think you said it was. Yeah, the captain, who and then turned around and scored the winner. And then his celebration that's, was that's, so sick. His celebration. Yeah, it was, a, it was an all right goal. It was like a championship goal, really. Like, no disrespect to the championship, but anyway, it was a decent goal. But <clears> could have probably, that was all disrespect right there. Could have been prevented. <laughs> I think it could have been prevented. Um, and then he ran into the Villa fans and he jumped over the barrier and he was going mad. Ah, captain, but fair play to him for keeping his head where someone punched him in the face. Mm. But it um, shouldn't be happening. shouldn't be happening at all. It's... it's Take a sip of your tea, bruv. I've finished mine and I'm feeling quite nice right I've now. I've got the still. beer as well. I was going to... All right, we'll, we'll have the tea. So... Tea getting cold. But, um, yeah, man, we don't... Yeah, we definitely don't want to see stuff like that. But I'd be interested to see mm. what happens going forward. What's this? Is, is the guy going to get banned? He should really be getting a lifetime Yeah, he's already ban. pleaded guilt. I think he's doing like... Can't be running on the pitch and sparking, man. It's clean out. Like I don't think that. he's doing three years. He's doing... He's been, he's been sentenced already. It's a quick thing. But they need to make an example of him and everyone else. This is this is the this is the the Midlands derby guy that ran on. I can't even call mm. him a fan because real Brum fans. I know they don't like Villa, but that's not real. That's not real. This weed tea is very nice. Yeah, it's decent, isn't it? Where'd you get this from? Holland and Barrett of all places. Where's your connect? <laughs> <laughs> See, you might have thought I got it from my local weed man, but no, I didn't get it from no Rasta. I got it from Holland and Barrett of all places. So it's got no THC in it. So it's not going to get you higher. Yeah, it's no, all right. CB, CB, uh, CBD D for... Um, Bones and, and whatnot. Make, it's kind of like muscle relaxant, make you feel nice and relaxed and chill. And I usually drink it before I go to bed. It makes me feel nice and sleepy. What's this? The old, uh, the old fucking wacky backy you got there? A <laughs> <laughs> little bit of that marijuana. Marijuana? What are you smoking this? It's like fucking Amsterdam, isn't it? Bit of pot. Bit of French cigarettes. I don't know what it's called French cigarettes. My, my aunt calls it that. I never um, heard it. I never heard that one. Yeah, it's an old school term, I think. Okay. But this is nice and relaxing tea. Um, it's good, good, man. Yeah, that I should have had good. this when I was doing dry gin, but now I'm back on the drinking. It's... it's Wait, is it secondary now? It's not something you're going to care about? No, no. I've been, no, I'm not being dismissive. I really like it. I'm going to try and get it. My okay. sister-in-law okay. works in Holland Barrett, so yeah. Stuff discount. The pick and mix. You know their pick and mix is, is mm, yeah. Mm. And it's a healthy pick and mix. So you don't feel like a fat bastard when you rinse it out. <laughs> it's all nuts and like dried fruit. I mostly go in there for that kind of stuff. Like I get like uh sultanas, porridge and shit like that, nuts, seeds, all that good stuff. See, we gotta get back to eating this natural produce, organic produce, and not eating products like going into a shop and getting a Twix and a Mars and a Crisp and all this processed food. Yeah, now I've been better at eating at that. I'm always eating that crap. Oh, yeah. That's why I look the way I look. You are what you eat, man. Do I do I look like nuts and seeds, man? Whoa. <laughs> Pause. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> man, oh, you look, man. You're looking well, man. You're looking well. Um, What's next on the agenda, man? 
Did you want to touch oh, no. on the R. Kelly interview or should we skip past? Because we've, we've touched on MJ. I don't, I don't know if you want to give more time to these. I, uh, in terms of R. His, Kelly, his interview, yeah. his interview is looking like mad guilty. Did you watch the Saturday Night Live? Did you watch the Saturday Night that Live was funny, video? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You showed <laughs> me that. Mr. Uh, Kelly, that you mean nice. victim? But <laughs> <laughs> like, he drew that out, though. Standing up, waving his arms up and down, shouting and screaming. He drew uh, He's that guilty out. as sin. The lady doth protest too much. He's guilty, hella guilty. He's hella guilty. He knows. But that Saturday Night Live sketch was, was funny. I don't really like Saturday Night Live. I don't get the comedy. But um, this sketch was made really funny. And it's R. Kelly just set himself up for fail. He really just said, I said, no comment. Just let his, let his lawyer handle it. The thing is, yeah, is that going to influence his trial maybe? Because some of those potential jurors can see that. And then they might actually be swayed. And they might think, oh, look at the way he's protesting his innocence. Maybe he's innocent. So maybe that's the point of it. Maybe it's to, you know, to influence jurors. I think they're out to get him now. I think he's... I think he's done. He's done out here. He's like made it so bait in some of his songs. Y'all are killing me, man. I gave you 30 years of my life. Y'all are fighting for my life. Y'all are killing me. What did he admit? Young young old girls and... and uh, oh, she, old she, young she, girls she, and... She asked it. He, he said, uh, see, there's some... There's some women, some young women that like an older man and some older men that like younger women. And then uh, the interviewer asked him, so are you an older man that likes younger women? And he was like, I'm an older man that likes all women. Did you see that little video where they chopped it off and they made a tune? Nice. Like, <laughs> it's hilarious. You got you to check that. They chopped it off and put a fat beat behind it. It was like, I'm an older man that like all women. I'm an older man that like all women. I'm an older, 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 older. See, should they be making comedy out of, they, out of these sensitive things? <laughs> Listen, everything is memeable. Anything and everything gets a meme. See, I saw days. someone putting uh, Michael Jackson's gloves on eBay and it was like the white gloves with like a brown Come finger on. stain. Listen. That's mad. They got Theresa May doing that dance and everything. Yeah, but Theresa May is one thing. Like, fucking up Brexit and ta um, running this country into a fucking blind alley through everything is one thing, but... Well, she's supposed to be a respectable figure. So if, uh, if, if a respectable figure can get made into a meme, you're damn sure they're going to clown somebody who isn't a respectable yeah, figure. Yeah, and it was, in, was it Independence, National, Inde National Women's Day or National Independent Women's Day recently? Oh yeah, shout out to the ladies out there. Uh, International Women's Day. That was it, International Women's Day, which is a bit of a mad one because really, why does it have to be a certain day? It's like Mother's Day. Why does it have to be a certain day to celebrate women's achievements? We should be celebrating women's achievements every day. And why are we getting an international man's day? Because every day a man's day. Bullshit. No, because every day doesn't need to... I mean, there doesn't need to be an international man's day because men primarily run shit. It's a man's world. Whether you like it or not, men are paid more. Men are in higher positions, which isn't always right. So the argument is there needs to be a woman's day to celebrate the fact that they are um, underappreciated, you could say. Which here's, here's the thing, though. A smart woman can do very well in a man's world because a smart woman can finesse a man and not do shit and just get by. And a smart man would just get by in a woman's Can a smart man do that? Can a smart man really finesse a woman and live off of her? Like, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> John McAfee, I don't know because he trolls, but he tweeted, like, you know the McAfee antivirus? No. 
Oh, everyone's heard of McAfee antivirus. Well, anyway. Oh, the antivirus. Sorry, yeah. yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah. So the the founder. I don't have a computer fu- or a laptop anymore. <laughs> you ain't got, got any type of technology. I've got nothing. I'm Stone Age, just candles, just writing on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> just like digging your fingers in your bum and just scratching stuff onto walls. <laughs> writing poo, sta- poo stain calligraphy on the walls. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. He's regressed. Oh, <laughs> since doing the podcast, I've gone back <laughs> thousands of years. <laughs> shit, no wonder we're so ignorant, man. Oh, God damn, it's this ignorant shit that you love. We got that ignorant shit you love, but um, I forgot what I was saying. I just got lost in the ignoramus. Oh, about smart men being able to survive or finesse women. Yeah, there's loads of men, and they're not even necessarily smart. I just think ultimately, I'll go and carry on, and then I'll. Oh yeah, that. I was saying John McAfee. He was saying he finessed older women back in the day. Like he was dating older women. He was looking for cougars that had peas and he dated them for like gifts and like they would give him money and buy him, yeah, a, that's a different buy him type. a car and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, that's the, ty- that's the type of finesse. But when you're talking about women surviving in a man's world, it's then are they doing the same type of finessing or are they just doing their own thing? I mean, that thing? can work both ways, can't it? Because you could be a younger lad thinking I'm going to smash these older things and I'm going to get peas from them. yeah. And you could be a younger woman thinking, I'm going to find me a sugar daddy and I'm going to smash this older dude and I'm going to get peas from him. Yeah, there are, there are men and women out there. You don't even have to be old. There's probably like, mm. there's probably like same age men and women who are doing it to others and just getting... Gold diggers. She ain't nothing but a gold digger. But there's, a, there's guys that do it as well. And fair play. Look, if you, you know, if you can do it, do it. And if you're dumb enough to have it done to you, then... It's a learning experience. So everyone mm. gets what they want out of it. Um, but we need to we need to actually have a positive spin because International Women's Day is oh, supposed yeah, we to be about celebrating yeah, women. No, we are celebrating women. But um, my point was, why does there need to be a yeah. day? It sort of, again, undermines the fact that women are not held in such high esteem as men. They are, and they should, well, sometimes they are, and they should be, but they shouldn't, why does there need to be a day? Like, it should just be every day. Yeah, we celebrate that women are running countries, are sorting out uh, in law, True. doctors. True. Um, you know, in sports. They are. They're changing the boundary. You know, women yeah, are just true. on the level playing field as men. Driving buses and shit. Yeah. I remember the first time I saw a female bus driver, I was like, what the w- actual... Was she an Aggie bus driver? No, she was just looking cute as fuck. I was like, oh, wow, she's the prettiest bus driver I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> was she just standing Was she just standing at the oyster thing trying to scan your thing? Or <laughs> and it's just like, excuse me, sir, you need to you need to move on. People I'm, trying I'm, to get on the bus. He's like, cut, like, oh, huh? oh, you uh, spent oh, about 20 huh. pounds on the bus. <laughs> just kept pressing it. Or was this the day before day before the oysters when you used to flash your bus flasher? Who remembers using a flasher? Using a flasher. Who remembers? You remember definitely doctoring the travel cards doctoring and turning it. like turning like a six into an eight, yep. a seven to a nine. Yeah. Um, yep. Some yep. people went even further and they started to cut out certain numbers and letters and. and oh, it was crazy with my squad, man. We would have one travel card. And about four or five men would get on the bus with one travel card. Like, you, you'd go on first. <laughs> and throw it out the window. Yep. <laughs> and then the next man would go on, throw it out the window. The next man would go on, throw it out. You can't do that anymore. Yeah. But back in the days, man. Life was easier. Um, Life was cheaper. I'm going to put you on the spot. Give me your top three selected women. Oh. Top three selected women to celebrate International Women's Day. My mum. Go on. My, my wife. 
Go on. And my sister. Oh. Hey, easy, easy, easy. I know he's gonna. No, I didn't know he was gonna draw for that, but that that would be the most obvious. No, I would say maybe, celebrity women. Damn. Famous women. Famous women. Or just historical figures, whatever you want. Uh, Mary Seacole. Um, I don't know, man. Who else? Mary Seacole goes straight in there. Jane Austen. And um, I don't know who else. I don't want to say maybe someone in politics. I don't want to say Thatcher because she was a bitch and she did a lot of bad. Well, she didn't yet, yeah, but who could be the third person? Um, I don't know, man. I'll come back to you. Two out of three is not bad. They were yeah, quite that's strong. Not that's not bad. I like the ones with with the family in there, man. Yeah. I, I, well, who'd I your three be? Nicely. Um. Oh, you're gonna put me in the spot now. <laughs> <laughs> Reverse. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. Fucking. I'm gonna go with Rosa Parks. Oh, I'm Rosa Parks. There we go. Can I have that one? Go on then. Thanks. Um, There's a bit of a cop out, but Angela Davis. Okay. And <sighs> Raw Digger. <laughs> Dicker, dicker. Lauren Nasty Hill. Rush. Shut her up. Internet, right. Top Shout three. Top three she performed in London female, recently. Top three selected female rappers. UK and US. Uh, oh. Lioness. Yeah, big up Lioness. She's also on one of our episodes. Yeah, shout out her. Young MA. Young MA. Steph London. Wow. Okay. No Lauren Hill. I think Lauren Hill's overrated, but what? Ah, <laughs> uh, you need a slap for that. You actually need a slap. I'm joking. For that. I'm just saying. Huh? I'm just saying. You want that. to violate uh, my Lauren Hill? Huh? You need to feel the back of my hand no, like this. Of course, she's not overrated, man. I've read her. Listen, when I used to listen to her, sort of with Fuji's and do certain freestyles for Tony Touch and other people, she was the best theme. She was the best one of the best MCs. But how long can you dine out on one album for? Well, if it's a classic, it's a classic, isn't it? Yeah, but nah. I don't know. Man. Legendary status forever. Yeah, I suppose. No, I'm only, I'm only just, I'm only trolling. But yeah, think that's about just... it. Biggie only made two albums before he died. Legendary status forever. Who would you rather listen to, Biggie or Lauryn Hill? Now, Biggie did other stuff as well, though. Junior <laughs> Mafia albums, Little Rest Kim's album. Rest in peace, album. Biggie. He died on March 9th. Yeah, it was his, his birthday. Yeah. Yeah. So we're I was sel- listening to some of his music the other day. His music is timeless. 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 Oh. Happy Independence Day, all my Ghanaians. Thank you, bro. Hey. So, hey, Chale. Hey, Chale. Is that what I say? Come on. Chale. Interesting. I don't know what it's <laughs> <laughs> Big up all my Ghanaians. Big up everyone representing. Um, yeah, Independence Day, um, which I wanted to ask you and put you on the spot slightly. Mm. What does uh, Ghana mean to, mean to you and being a, a proud British Ghanaian and being from a Ghanaian family? <laughs> yeah. You know... Um, <laughs> Literally, one of my neighbours told me the other day, white girl, that she went to Ghana last year and I felt shame because I ain't been since I was a kid. Doesn't matter. So, Why should you feel shame, man? It's not... Because I haven't been, man. So I don't, don't know what's going on in Ghana. Doesn't matter. There's still time. Well, Beer Rap and Banner International Podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let's let's hope and pray I get there this year, man. Let's yeah, hope man. and pray. Oh, let's hope and pray for that. Speaking on that, I bought some fly shirts. Let me show you the shirts I bought. So on, for World Book on. Day... Um, 
we our school had to dress up on each year group had a theme so our theme was africa so we're doing writing on african fables and we did some work did you do kwaku and nancy no oh it's my favorite african uh story um but we did some artwork and we did this and i bought some shirts so i wore i wore like a traditional shirt that i bought off my friend joel you know do you know joel you met joel i don't know if you met him but i think so um Ghanaian family as well and his his mum made these shirts and I'm just showing you the shirt that I wore. That is fly. Yeah, man. Yeah, so you see the the, the traditional yeah, print. Man. That's fly. So yeah, we're selling these, eh? We're selling these, yeah? No, well <laughs> <laughs> The man's like trying to get his ten percent. The white man <laughs> trying to get his money the man. off the black pound. <laughs> What's the currency in Ghana? Uh, cities. Cities. The white man trying to make some... No, I'm joking. I'm trying no. to wax them cities, boy. Listen, I'm, I got the connect... Your shirts look fly, though. Yeah, bro. Listen, I'm wearing them normal. Don't think yeah. I just wear them as a... I'll wear them on holiday. Yeah, look, yeah. the I'm colours are one. mad. Have to get Brown and gold, the yeah, green, yeah. the orange. On, on, Listen, on. hit us up at Beer at Bants. We've got the shirts. Mm, so, that, yeah. that one is... Yeah, that's Rashi. doing it. It yeah. is very nice. So, big up all my Ghanaians. Big up all people. Big up all the women. Um... I want to big up this man in particular, just moving on. Uh, what with the, the continued knife crime and knife epidemic, um, Farron, Alec, uh, Farron Alex Paul, I hope I said that right, was on uh, Good Morning Britain the other day where he gave uh, a very, very good and detailed talk to Piers Morgan talking about how he um, puts together sort of like a, a knife amnesty and trying to get more knives on the road by... Speaking to young people, confiscating them. More knives off the road. Off the road. What did I say? Trying to get more knives on the road. Did I say on the road? <laughs> no, off the road. No, definitely off the road. Definitely off the road. Um, and I just showed you the the video interview before. So he he yeah. went on he went um Good Morning Britain and just talking about how there aren't enough uh, organisations or places where people can drop their knives off or or be supported. Um, inconspicuously not feel ashamed or not feel like the police are onto them so it was a real real good thing uh, big up Farron for doing his thing uh, some people criticised him because he walked off the show uh, at the end of the interview so mm. we, you know at the end of the show where the cameras turn to turn to turn to the presenter and, 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 the, yeah. and the guest just sits there but he just got up and just went yeah see you lot later but you should check out his Instagram. There's a few people we both know that are following him as well. Yeah. And um, he's doing he's doing good work. When you start to see the amount of knives, because he collects these knives off of people on the road. And what he does is he gives them an incentive. Yeah, he's giving vouchers, gives right? Gives them vouchers for JD Sports. Yeah, Which that's is it. genius because like, if you're a road man, you love trainers, you love streetwear. You're definitely going into JD Sports to buy some fresh crisps. And so people are hitting him up like, oh, how much will I get for this? Or how much will I get for that? And he's, you know, God knows what he's paying people. He might say, I'll give you a 50 quid voucher for that, or I'll give you a hundred pound voucher for this. Um, maybe he's got a hookup and he's getting vouchers for free. Maybe he's putting his hand in his pocket and he's buying these vouchers. I don't know. But I just think it's the most brilliant initiative. And when yeah. you go on his Instagram and you see all of the blades he's getting off of the streets, he does a little video, he just kind of yeah, empties he did one out a bag. His daughter's birthday or daughter's party and Amazing. He, he, sh he had to shake down people. And he's pulling out some mad knives and it's just sad. These zombie killer knives and all these swords. And There's one that looked like it was like a, a samurai sword. Some jagged edge, no R&B band. And there was one guy masked up that kind of like sent him something and he kind of screenshotted it and put it on the gram. 
masked up with some big flipping knife. The knife looked like something Rambo would have used. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's Mad. disgusting. So we really support him, big himself up, and he went on TV and hopefully that will spur um, more support from the media and other organisations. And it's not just a, a flash in the pan, oh, let's jump on this bandwagon because mm. there's been more stabbings. I know he had some criticism because of what he was wearing. I didn't think he, I didn't think there was anything wrong with that. Uh, and the fact he walked off the show. Con I think that was a conscious decision to show people it's relatable and also, he will probably walked off the show while they were filming to go and like go off on his journey. And Piers Morgan was like, "Oh, he's off to he's off to collect more knives and he's off to do a good job." But had people talking about it, good or bad. So some people saying, "Oh, he, he was a bit embarrassing." I say, "No way was he embarrassing. He's doing his thing on the ground level. He's helping prevent all these young guys and girls from carrying knives, from stabbing one another, from making stupid mm. decisions. And he is." He's doing it on the ground level. He's not talking about it. He's doing it, which mm. is what it's about in 2019. Don't, you know, don't talk about it. Be about it. It's time for some time for some action. Let's get ready to rumble in this corner. We have the funk body snatcher. There's some red man there. You know what I'm saying? Straight out of Jersey. You heard me. Yeah. <laughs> big him up. Big him up. So, yeah, I've been, I've been very supportive of that. But yeah, yeah, no doubt, man. That was flipping dope. This weed tea is nice, like man. It's, it's chilled. Is it starting to hit you now? Not really, because like, I can, you know, I've got a good tolerance to uh, weed tea. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like the way you said that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been drinking mm. this uh, daily now. Yeah. And I, it's starting to knock me out. I'm starting to just, I get a bit drowsy after drinking it and then I have a nice sleep. And so I think it's improving my quality of sleep. I like it. And um, I've also been using this little CBT cream. Yeah, uh, like a muscle rub. Also got that from Holland and Brown. Getting the rub down. So yeah, it's like it's like if you've got a little, you know what I mean, when you're being active and then you got a little, a little something something going on in one of your muscles. You know, it's a bit sore, it's a bit tight. Yeah, maybe I need to use it after sport. Rub. I found before that I go helps. to bed, I've noticed that when I'm on my phone before I go to bed, I've been waking up, I've been like dozing off and waking up about an hour or so later, mm. and it's taken me a long time to to get back to sleep and I've been up and down, up and down where, where I'm reading before I go to bed. Um, I'm having a full night's sleep and not waking up. What are you reading? Razzle? Uh, Viz, yeah. No. <laughs> no, I will tell you what I'm, I will, what am I reading? I was lovely from Sterling, just banging it in. What am I reading? Not, is it Dark Horizon? It's some book about some, uh, they scored five. No, they scored more, I think. Flipping out. So basically some bloke who gets kidnapped and then wakes up in an alternative reality uh, and he doesn't know if it's if it's him or not. Bit of sci-fi, yeah? Yeah, it's, it's quite deep. It's quite deep. I've, the name escapes me. I've only just started it and you put me on the spot. But um, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. Fitness, health. That's what we're about. That's what it's all about, man. It's all about looking after yourself, G. Yeah, it is. Uh, I want to end on the music note because, you know, this is Beer Rap and Banner and yeah, we are man. fans of the music. And um, We've been pumping Dave. Big up Dave. That new album, uh, was it Psychodrama? Yeah, man. Man, like Santan Dave. Santan Dave. Santan Dave sounded better than just Dave, but... I like Santan because it kind of sounds a bit exotic, but... Well, it was like Santander, weren't it? But called yeah. it Santan Dave, which probably makes me think that he had something to do with, like... For a couple, well, yeah, a <laughs> <laughs> couple ACs and all that. <laughs> Could be. Maybe, but that's maybe stereotyping, so we'll talk about something else. I think he says that in some in some rhymes early on, but the album, uh, really liked it. 
very mature album, very mature project from a young man who's... This is debut. Yeah, 19, 20s, he's still a young buck, um, incredibly talented, produced uh, a lot of the tracks, also with Fraser T. Smith, who worked with Kano, and also provides a real big polished sound and a big sound. Lot of, there's a lot of uh, pianos and mel melodies in there. And it's a real solid album. It's, it's a very good album. In fact, I gave it like four and a half pints. A strong four pints, maybe a cheeky cheeky half in there as well. But it is, every, every song has got quotables, beyond quotables, like quotable, quotable, lyrical, lyrical concepts, talking about real shit. And I think in this day and age, oh, Foden, you're taking the piss, man. Phil Foden is Lovely the future. Um, it's just a real, real deep album. Yeah, I thought it was dope. It's funny because we were just talking about him on the last episode and um, I remember commenting about the production and how I kind of wanted him to maybe work with some big producers mm. and then the album drops and... you got Fraser T. Smith and... Quality production. It's good to hear Jay Huss as well. There's a good record with Jay Huss on there. Yeah, um, I, that's my favourite off the album. Really? Man. Yeah, Disaster. That prof, Listen, like, I don't know, maybe it's because I come from London... And because I'm Ghanaian and because mm. I rap as well. And I just feel like those two are just sick. Yeah, bro. Jay Huss is... Both of them just ridiculous. Free, free Jay Huss. And when they come together, it's magic. I'd love to see a joint album with the two of them. They, they, they smell. But forget all of that. Psychodrama, it's an amazing album. It's very lyrically uh, advanced. Like when you look at what... His Other peers are doing. Like, yeah, think about his peers. his peers. Are doing. Uh, he's, he's gone past. He's his on peers. a different level. He's gone past his peers, and I'd say he's even gone past men who are established. I mean, we're talking about a man who's worked with Drake, a young man who's worked with Drake. Well, Drake jumped on his record, didn't it? Drake, Drake done the Drake still, thing. Still, he's Drake, worked with Drake. Drake done the Drake he's, thing and, ju and jumped on what was hot, which is fair play to Drake. That's how know, he stay current. He, he's worked with some of the biggest names in UK rap already. And he's already established himself as one of the biggest artists in the UK rap scene. Mm, mm, and mm. like, and he's 19. Mm. Like, he's a millionaire. He's got the world at his feet. Yeah, Streatham, the new video. I don't, I don't think we can stress enough just how big and how good of an artist that Dave actually is. How much talent he's got. Plays the piano. Does it all. Incredible. Yeah, he's almost like a spoken word artist. Uh because he's not the flow don't really have flow patterns and and go into like sort of different pockets of of patterns and tempos. He just sort of almost like he's talking to you, if that, if you get what I mean. And 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 yeah, and the double calm. entendre, yeah, very calm, very talking, and very mature head on his shoulders. And like the, the the double entendres, the way he flips certain words, you you have to stop and think. Oh, don't you think he's a bit freakishly mature for his age? I Almost think, like he's got an old soul. Yeah, maybe growing up in South London does that to you. Maybe and like when you listen to his lyrics, parts of South, you have to grow up quick. He speaks about being the man of the house, and yeah, stuff like that. No right. dad and all that. Yeah, but that's just, that's the reality for a lot of people. Where oh, Ronaldo celebration piss take. Oh, he can't do that. Oh, that's a piss take. <laughs> now you have to you have to grow up quick. And this is a real, real. This is a real solid album, and it's, and it's something you're going to listen to in a year or two's time. Um, and he's yeah he's gone clear so really really I saw Dave. someone calling it a classic already I think that type, I think that word gets thrown around a lot mm. uh, these days I think you have to allow an album to mature over a period of a year or so to be called a classic so we, we spoke about what makes a classic a, a long while ago and it had to tick a lot of boxes I think this ticks 
the our box. framework for classic albums uh, includes not being too long, not being too short, um, not skipping any tracks on the album. I think it needs to flow and, from beginning to end. And also lasting the, the test yeah, of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think this will... I mean, is not contradicting myself, which I like to do by saying it isn't a classic, but it may stand that. I mean, you've got to just listen to it in a year or two. I don't think it will be dated in a couple of years or even five years. Mm. I don't I don't think there's records that on there that will be like, oh, that was just hot for 2018, 2019. Uh, honestly, I'd like it, to think. it doesn't sound like bubblegum to me. No, it's not microwave. It's not microwave rap pop. It's not this. No, it's, it's no, not no, this no. wave. You but can he's tell. Never you been can like kind of tell anyway. that stuff, and you he, can tell when there's a song that's just going to be hot for five minutes. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. Be in and out. Do, do you know what he he almost reminds me of in a way that, and I don't mean lyrically, but the way JME was for the grime scene, of sort of he did his own thing and 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 was different, and he had some some double flips and was say some things that had double meanings. He Dave's almost took that sidestep approach and thinking right, well I'm not banging with you grime dons, although I will jump on grime. I'm not messing with these drill guys, although I can do this. I'm sort of in my own lane. I can do this acoustic thing with the piano, the BBC, done these uh, unplugged sets or whatever. I can I can jump on one or two records that's heartfelt and meaningful and I'm just in my own lane and he's just carved this thing. I mean, I'm not obviously comparing him to Jamie in that respect, but mm. the way they've sort of just carved their own little their own little wave and lane. So we're feeling that, that is, that is big. Um, moving on, I don't know if I spoke about the Two Chains album. Did I br- briefly? I gave oh. it another listen. God, what do you think? Yeah, it was it was good, man. I liked the first half. Um, I only liked a handful of the songs. The Ninth Wonder record, uh, Threat to Society and Money in the Way were the two stand up for me and the Ariana Grande record, which I really liked, surprisingly. That was it, really. And the song about paying your tax, Sam. But for me, I keep playing uh, Money in the Way and Threat to Society. So yeah, they yeah. got two chains. It's all right. If you like two chains, you like the album. If you're not a fan of his, you're not you're not going to jump it. it. It didn't really stand out in that respect. I played it once, then go back to it. To be yeah, fair. that's fair enough. I mean, I'm I'm a I am a fan of Two Chains. I've liked him since sort of like the Titty Boy and his old Codeine and Cowboys and True University stuff with um, DJ Drama. I think he's underrated as a as a lyricist. I know people sort of say he's a bit simple, but he can be lyrical. Another person who I think is underrated is Little Sims mm. and uh, she dropped a banging album called Grey Area. Um, so if you don't know about Little Sims, you need to do your Googles because she is most definitely one of the dopest rappers coming out of the UK. And this album is is fire. It's she, like... She does that sort of mixed spoken word but rappy spoke thing as well. You could she? say but that. Yeah. She's, a, she's, yeah, she's a poet, you know, she's nice with the bars mm. and... She's she's put together an album here. Well, which check is, it out. I might you know, it now, it's actually. only ten songs. It's a really short body of work, but it's succinct. Like it's short and sweet, and the production is quite varied. Um, you know, there's there's some beats on there that kind of are reminiscent of a a wily kind of a grime mm. type of style. There's uh, some live instrumentation on there. Um, there's some really hard, gritty, distorted kind of bass lines and. And then there's just some very clean, nice sounding uh, music. It's 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 absolutely awesome. The features are great. She's got Little Dragon on there, Chronix wow. on there, wow. Cleo Soul. That's wow, a real mix. The song with Cleo Soul is amazing. Yeah, Selfish. Cleo really Soul's like big, that. man. I like the tune Venom, which is really hard. I don't know. I've got this fantasy that maybe they were supposed to go on the Venom soundtrack and then it just ended up on the album. Is it that type of song? 
It's hard. Yeah? Yeah. It's hard. I'm going to check it out. <laughs> yeah. And um, and then she's got uh, Fences Doll. Boss is one of my favorite tracks. She's like, I don't need no stress. No stress. I'm Jeez. a boss in a fucking dress. Because <laughs> another female put out a solid, with it. solid project, that IMDD beat. Yeah. Which is another side of the spectrum because she's more of a skippy with the flow, singing different types of flow patterns where Sim has mm. got, Sim is this, they're both lyrical, but they're both contrasting. And it's really good to see two, two strong artists from Britain doing it and two, two females as well, which is, which is always good. Sims has got one track on here where she talks about women that like dangerous men. And I thought that was a really interesting concept for a song because mm. she's talk, she's telling a story and she's talking about a woman who gets involved with a gunman mm. and then, and the story just escalates. Like how, what lengths are you willing to go to, to be with this bad boy? And what are you willing to, you know what I mean? What type yeah. of shit are you willing to get yourself into? Um, and you know how sometimes you get women that turn around and say, oh, all men are dogs. And, and it's like, well, you chose the guy, innit? It's your choice and men. You wanted a bad boy, and you know what I mean? You get what you Music with you a message. Music with a message. It's needed. Um, what else is quick? Hey, this has been a good episode. You know, we only meant to do a quick one because because midweek, but this has been this has been tasty. Hey man, we got it in, bro. We have been getting it in quick. Just quick, uh, what else? Uh, Smoke Dizza EP prime location, free tracks. I was disappointed it was only free tracks. Um could have been a few more. Yo, so once once you get playing and get into it, it's like, oh, it's over. I've got to play it again. Mm. Uh, you know what you're getting with Smoke Dizza? Sort of laid back, bars, uh, witty wordplay, Harlem, you know, that Harlem swag. The productions are always on point. It's got uh, Benny the Butcher on there, so, you know, he can't can't mess with Benny. Uh, and also, I was pumping War Wounds by Duffel Bag Hottie, which has got to be the greatest name at the minute. And Benny's on there and Shane Noir. So that's from the 38 Special Camp. Go check that out. Um, what else? I like that Roddy, that Roddy Rich and Chipmunk and Young Bane. I liked it until Young Bane started doing some weird singing on it. But other than that, the Roddy Rich and the Chipmunk thing is dope. I've seen some stuff from um, Young Bane, man. He's all right. Yeah, Young Bane's a bit hit and miss for me. I mean, I can see what he's doing and he is he can, he can be sick. Uh, halfway through his verse on that Roddy Rich record, it's a bit, it's a bit like... No, you could have. You needed to come better than that because Roddy absolutely bodies it, and Chipmunk absolutely chips hard. Chips just, but he knows. I might have to look out for that. Yeah, it's a real. Yeah, I think it's put out on Graham Daily called um, "How It Is." But I'm a big fan of Roddy Rich from LA, but he's got like an Atlanta sound, and then Chip, you're not disappointed with. So yeah, it's been a good time for music. I saw a freestyle on Westwood the other day. Westwood from a guy called Clue. You heard of Clue? I have. Big up. Yeah. Big uh, up Clue, because, yeah, there's another Clue. Here we know. Not that Clue. It's, a he <laughs> it's like, he's quite a big, like, lights can do. Yeah, he does, like, some trap rap type of thing. He's hard, yeah. Yeah, he's hard. Yeah, he's yeah. hard. I, was I was feeling it. I was like, whoa, and the beat knocks. Mm. So, yeah, check that one out. It's like a freestyle, uh, a Tim Westwood freestyle um, by the rapper called Clue. What do you think is better? Charlie Sloss Fire in the Booth freestyles or Tim Westwood freestyles? I'm biased because I've been on Fire in the Booth, so I'm yeah. I watched those the other. I watched those the other day. You know, is it cringe in the phone booth? 
Is it cringe? No, it's sick, man. Like, what, 10 years ago or something? Go check out Cal's Serious uh, <laughs> Fire. This is the original rapping in the phone booth. Fire, fire in, in the, the phone booth. booth. Yeah, yeah, man. No, it's big, man. Oh, wow, what happened there? No, you do, no, you do your thing, Cal, man. No, you're never cringe, bro. you got lyrics for days, but... Yeah, the Charlie Sloth doing his thing. Westwood doing his thing. Beer Up and Band are doing the thing. We provide the drink, the conversation, yeah. the music, yeah. the Holy Trinity, yeah. episode 41. Episode 41. Midweek, you're getting this midweek energy from us. I hope you appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, you know they're gonna appreciate it. Yeah, come on, no, listen. Thank you for listening. Thank you for fans. thank you for rocking with us. Make sure you subscribe. Thank you, fans. Uh, hit us up at Beer Rap Bants. And I want to say, even if you don't hit us up at Beer Rap Bants, we still love you, man. Yeah, we know you're the silent listeners. Like when radio stations used to get the silent listeners that they mm. used to call in. You got certain type of listeners. You got the people that call up and be like, "Yeah, pick up. This is my song. Pick up, my mate." Blah, blah, blah. I'm driving back from so-and-so on the radio. And then you've got people that never ring up but always support. Mm. Or you've got the people that do the one ring for the reload. What did you... One ring, get that rewind Do you remember? Quick. Do you ever used to do Pirate Give Station? Give us a one blink, yeah. Um, what was my favourite Pirate Station? Oh, I used to like Call FM listening to drum and bass back in the day. Skibber and Shabber and... <sighs> Riddles. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, he was a big jungle fan back in the day. He was a, you could spit on jungle. Sick. Shout I, out to Christian. I've been Chris in some well. sketchy I've been in some sketchy radio radio stations, pirate stations. Mm. Fucking in the countryside, in flats, in God knows where, but it's all part and parcel. <laughs> Shout out to Deluxe. He took me up to uh Deja back in yeah, the day. Yeah, big up Deluxe, yeah. Big up Deja. We got all the pirate stations. We got all the podcasts. There's so many good podcasts out there. Yep. If you're a podcaster and you're listening to us, keep doing your thing. Yeah. Because we keep doing our thing. It's We're all doing love. Doing it, doing it, and doing it well. Doing it and doing it and doing it well. I Do- represent Queen. She I was raised out in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. That's one of my favorite LL Cool J songs. You know that's, they part the get- that, that is that is a Stonewall classic, right? Yeah. That's not when you're throwing the word around a bit too much, is it? What? Saying that song is a classic. Nah, that makes the al- the album is. Mm, probably just above average just because it's got um, I shot uh, is that the Mr. Smith album? yeah I shot your remix which has got the Prodigy <sighs> one of the greatest Prodigy verses and <sighs> flipping hell the Prodigy verse on that and the Fat Joe verse on that get out of here man that, see I'm saying that's the another Prodigy verse classic gonna... wait a minute is Who Do You Love on that album? Who Do You Love? Oh, are you for sure? I have to check. I think so. No, I don't think it is. Love. It might be. It's got oh, Hey Lover on there. Man. Oh my. De- hey Lover. Hey Lover. This is more than a... Listen, for the, for the youngsters, them that don't know, LL Cool J was like the Drake before Drake back in the day. No, like it ain't he got... Was doing, it, he was doing them heartthrob kind of raps. It ain't got... It ain't got Who Do You Love. He weren't doing all the singing, but you know what I mean? But he had that balance with the hardcore street shit and the battle rap kind of shit, and also doing the commercial mainstream stuff. He was a certified legend. But nobody talks about LL in their top five. Nah, he's Which not. is mad. Nah, but... Does he not have a case for being a top five? Nah, I don't think so, because like, I don't goal. think so, because it's like when cannabis... Because I think Skillet said that when we had him on the show that cannabis had the best battle song of all time with second round knockout, knockout did... Get him. Even that was a though, savage diss. Yeah, he, he did get him. Even though LL sort of won the war that he's still going. Yeah. I don't know. And LL sort of, I don't know if he recouped from that. And also LL went into acting and it's sort of like, do people put Buster in their top five? Are you putting LL in your top five type of thing? 
you know, it's like them type of artists. They're like, I honestly, I feel like you could I do feel a like, party. I feel like he's got a case. There's probably a super fan out there that could tell you exactly why LL is the goat. And I think his he's, album, a, he's a legendary his, his artist. His album had the word goat. Like we, we, we said we had the E40 episode, but I feel, like, I feel like LL is much more worthy of having an episode. Ladies love Cool James. Lick your lips, Cool James. Sweet boy. <laughs> if he was 41 years old, when we could I'm say this is, the, room, this is the LL episode. When I'm alone in my room and in the episode. back of the wall and in the back of my mind, I hear my conscience call. <laughs> and I, need, I need love. That's a big tune as well. You could do. You could definitely do a party set an hour or so of LL Cool J jams, and yeah. it would it would go down. And yeah. you could also do a couple of out, but you could do a couple of hours of Buster jams, and it would go down. Buster's got bangers on top of bangers on is, top of bangers. Yeah, I'd put Buster ahead of LL, but that's. But we digress, man. Yeah, we do, man. I think mean, it's time to get out. It of is. This it is. Still. We got to wrap this up. Thanks for supporting. Thanks for listening. Myself English. Myself Cal Serious. At Beer Rap Bants, Beer Rap and Banner, episode forty-one. You know, you know, you know. Make sure you subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. That's it, man. Take care. See you soon. Peace.